For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are live. I am your host, Max Van Auken, host of the Max Van Auken Podcast, the MVP, and I am joined by one of the best, if not the best, podcaster in the business, a man of many talents. He's a lefty, he could shoot, he could dribble, and he's improving on a daily basis defensively. Andrew Combo Salop. How are you from Combo's Court? Still working on the defense, my man. How are you? I had to throw that in a little bit because I know how offensively gifted you are, so um, not that you're a liability defensively, but I feel like you are definitely a prolific offensive player. If that yeah, makes the focus sense. wasn't on the focus was not on defense. That's for sure. Hey, that's okay. You have to choose something you're good at and go all in on it. And so you're just a machine offensively. Doesn't mean you're bad defensively. You're just an offensive uh, genius. You're a wizard, kind of like James Harden. Wow. Appreciate that, genius. I like that. I like that. There's See a Netflix documentary called Genius. Actually, I've been tuning into that. I know you have as well, right? Uh yeah, I've been watching the Kanye West one. Yeah, that's that's it's called, Gen- it's called Genius, bro. That was the segue. Is it really? I didn't even realize it's called Genius. I just realized. I thought it said like the. I just saw the yay, and it's like oh, or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, that's a. It's spelled weird. It's spelled weird, but it's called Genius, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Okay. Well, clearly I'm not a genius then, huh? <laughs> 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 no, but no, that documentary is unreal, but. Combo, things are good. I know we're recording a little bit later in the week than we usually are, but it kind of worked in our favor because there's a lot of Orlando Magic news with Markel Fultz returning and uh, just kind of the games that have been being played. So there's a lot to get into when it comes to Orlando Magic basketball. Most definitely. It was great to see Markel back on the court and get his just due from the fans as well, which was amazing to see. Yeah, I was about to say that. Is now, I've been high on Markel Fultz in the sense that everyone was low. So, like, when they say buy stock when it's really low, so then obviously you can make a lot more money in return when it turns I was out. With it was you. Like, I, never, I never gave up on him during the tough time. Yeah, the expectations are just like, yeah, this guy's a bust. And I'm like, well, I think Orlando is going to be a great opportunity for him to prove a lot of people wrong. And he was doing that, and then obviously he got injured. Um, but one thing that's just really incredible to me is Orlando just seems to really embrace him. I didn't feel like... I mean, Philly, of course, because he was a number one overall pick. I'm sure they went in with different expectations, so it never really felt embraced. It does feel like the city of Orlando embraces Markel, even through the injuries, right? Yeah, I would 100% agree. I think part of that is that they know the adversity he's been through and what he's given to the the Orlando Magic community so far. Uh, He's had some really bright spots. He's a really good player. He gets in the lane, great feel for the game, um, could finish in traffic. So and always plays hard every night. So I yeah. think they appreciate him and they know what he's been through, which is a lot. And I think they all the fans and the front office want to move forward with this guy. I think he's definitely one of the guys they want to build around. I agree. And it was funny because I was covering the Houston Rockets game um, and Ryan Hollins and I uh, met up. It was an awesome experience. He's one of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet. Um, I know a lot of people are familiar with his work, obviously being an NBA player, being on ESPN, first take on Coward Show, but he now does the play-by-play at the Houston Rockets. 
NBA and, TV. Uh, he doesn't know. He does it for, oh yeah, that as well. But he, um, he's an awesome dude. But anyway, when we were like kind of going courtside, I was watching Markel Fultz warm up and I don't know why it was so alarming to me. I just never thought about the possibility of him returning anytime short, like quickly. I just didn't, I don't know. It just, something didn't register in my mind. So when I'm watching him warm up, I'm like, oh my God, wait, he looks like he's moving pretty well. And the next thing you know, yeah, here, here he is returning. But he, I don't think people understand how big of a guard he is. Like, he's a solid dude. Like, he's not a like a really thin rail type of a person who can get moved around so easily. And I think that's what makes him such a dynamic finisher in the paint and he can finish amongst the trees is because he's a solid guy. Like, unless you see a lot of these players up close, when you see him on TV, I don't think it really serves it justice. Like, I remember walking past uh, Matthew Delavadova one time, and as I was passing him... I was like, there's no way that's Matthew Delavadova. The dude is huge. But like on the screen, you think he's the smallest guy who's just like, you know what, you know what I mean? Like just being a pest as a defender because he doesn't have the size, but he's a big dude. Like Markel Fultz is a really big guard. And I think that will help him, especially coming off of an injury and then being alongside Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony. Yeah, I agree with you. Like if you, if you see Nash or, or Curry, I mean, they're not small people, you know, even though they might look small in the court and they do some things that you might think a smaller player would do on the court. But, yeah, I mean, the average size of the NBA is like 6'7", 6'8", so you look small when you're, you know, 6'3". I know Fultz is probably a little bit taller than that. But, yeah, it was great to see him. You know, Mosley, he he read the room. Um, Fultz was about to come in the game, and I think uh, Rick Carlo called the timeout. So I think Jamal Mosley held him off and let him come in the next dead ball so he could get his just due from the fans. And that was really great to see. Um, it was just great to see everybody appreciate Markel Fultz and him to be back in the uh, Orlando Magic lineup. And he put up a pretty good stat line for the time he had, you know. Yeah. Now, we talked about how expe- expectations are everything um, I believe Orlando Magic have a more realistic expectation for him than, for example, where he was drafted from Philly being the number one overall pick. So, Combo, if I were to ask you, what are your expectations for Markel Fultz going forward? Maybe not like this first week, but just in general, what are your expectations for him, um, especially with this young backcourt? And we always talked about how this team is really about finding their identity, creating in a culture. Where does he fit? amongst this young core, this young backcourt specifically with Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs? I think he has to be a leader. He might not be the loudest guy, but he's a guy that has to lead by example because he has, even though still a young player, he has experiences in this league that some of those other guys don't. And I think he could help them lead the way. His spot is solidified on this team. So if he could help those younger players come up, I think that would be tremendously beneficial for this team. And, you know, for him on the court, just to continue to uh, make those around him better and put pressure on the rim as he always has. Right. And I agree. And I think because he hasn't, we haven't seen a lot of Markel Fultz. So technically he's a veteran, but in a weird way, I don't really look at him as a veteran, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like there's just so much still to unlock with him that we haven't seen. So I think every game it's like, oh, wow, Like I, I didn't know he, he had that in his bag. And I'm excited to see what he can unlock because we've seen him like post up triple doubles. We understand he can get to the rim, but I think having this young backcourt, we're going to see him really open up as a facilitator. And I really want to see his jump shot continue to develop. It's a little bit weird. It's like a, it's an awkward release, honestly, even watching him warm up. There's a hitch, but um, that doesn't just go for him. I mean, Suggs and Anthony 
both need to improve their jump shot. I mean, if we if we could get all three of those guys to above league average from three, I think that totally changes changes the dynamic of this team. And talking about the bag of Markel Fultz, um, speaking of bags, shall I say, Jalen Suggs was showing me some stuff I haven't seen from him so far, especially he had that one move in overtime. He had that um, Euro step floater kind of thing going on there, which I haven't seen. He's adding craft and he's changing speeds um, better than he was before. So I think he's showing some flashes. I'm talking about Jalen Suggs here that have been really impressive and just in terms of, you know, it's not, it's not all about stats. It's about what you're seeing on the floor. And I'm seeing some, I'm seeing some things from him that are uh, really encouraging. Right. And I, when I was uh, at the game, he had a play Monday where they are Wednesday. I'm sorry. Wednesday. Which game were you at? That when I was at the Houston Rockets game. Rockets game. Okay. And when he, there was a play now, like if you look at the stat sheet, you won't see this, but this is something like you have to really, like if you're watching the game, you'll see it. His body language. And he fouled out this game, right? It was not a good game for him, but he still walked around like with this confidence that you, I feel like you just can't teach. Like he, there was a play that he had. I think he only finished with like three or five points because he ended up fouling out. He was just frustrated all game. But the three points that he had, five points, I'm sorry, he had an and one, and he had a fast break where he threw it off the glass, caught it, obviously, and slammed it. Two hands. I was like, man. Like, it was just a really surreal moment to see because you have a player, especially a young player, typically when you get down in the dumps that could affect or alter the rest of their game. But no matter how much he struggled, how frustrated he was defensively because he was fouling all the time and he wasn't sure how, he still had the confidence to throw it off the glass on a fast break, and it just ignited the whole crowd. So there, like, I feel like there's a different type of element with Suggs where he just has this different type of aura around him. Rashad would say like magnetism, where just everyone seems to be excited when they're around him. And he has this personality that he plays with that I think is contagious, for all the players around him. And that's really um, what I'm excited to see continue to develop, especially while his skill set continues to rise. I feel like that's only going to rise as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you when it comes to the magnetism. And from a skill set point of view, you know, the craft needs some improvement. The change of speed needs some improvement, but we're seeing flashes of that. And, you know, this guy has been basketball slash football player in his class all the way up to high school, was one of the best college basketball players in the country um last season so yeah i mean i'm not surprised by that confidence and he should have that confidence and obviously confidence is one of the most important aspects of basketball for sure combo we have the raptors coming up today we have the memphis grizzlies tomorrow with john morant uh the phoenix suns we all know they're literally just on fire you have the pelicans the timberwolves Mm -hmm. so we have a little bit of a stretch here uh a tough stretch like i said memphis phoenix um, the Pelicans look like they're in a groove, Minnesota, and then obviously Philly, Nets. So it's a tough stretch. So what do you want to see from this ball club going forward with this stretch of games? Oh, man. Um, it depends on how you look at it. Uh, I think half of the fans and probably half of the media, they kind of want <laughs> Magic to be in what we would call tank mode. Right. And then there are other probably the other half wants everybody to be in winning mode because they believe that develops culture. Maybe we can do a little bit of both here, you know, continue to play well. Like, was that a terrible scenario for the Orlando magic? I don't like taking, I don't believe in tanking. And especially from the standpoint of, I believe everybody should be playing hard and, um, you know, trying to win the game of basketball. 
But was it the worst scenario that they lost to the Pacers and and played great for three quarters? No, I don't think that was the worst scenario because I do want to see them get a great draft pick. But I do think from the coach's mentality and from the player's mentality, they should still try and win games. And if they happen to lose, so be it, you know? Right. But still be competitive. Still, still, uh, yes. set play that... to win, play to win, you know? Play exactly. To win. Exactly. Create a winning locker room. I like that combo. Uh, but we're about to transition into something that I know you're excited to talk about. We have the beard and Embiid. Um, both of you and I kind of stood on the same standpoint when it came to the Brooklyn Philly trade. It's okay that both actually benefited from this. Both, um, I believe will do well. But I know you and I both saw James Harden and Embiid working. It was just you have an elite uh, score playmaker on the perimeter with a dominant, skilled presence in the post. Uh, and they just seem – James Harden, now we've seen this before when he goes to a different location. Initially, he's engaged. He seems happy. His body language is completely different. And he's putting up Harden-like numbers. But I don't know. This one, to me, feels like just more of a natural, organic fit. Uh, he played well with Capella, obviously, and B, there's levels to the, to the big position. He, and B leaps and bounds better than Capella, but it just seems like a more, he could be who he is and, and beat is who he is with Brooklyn. Obviously he had to change his game a little bit. He became, uh, even though he was always a great passer, it, that was like, his thing was, okay, I'm going to get Kyrie and KD involved more here. I feel like James Harden is just being James Harden and beat is just being in beat and it works. This just, this to me just feels like it's a natural fit. What have you seen from them on this undefeated streak so far together? Yeah, I totally agree with you. And their numbers from pre James Harden to post James Harden have been crazy. The impact he's had and to take it from a less basketball, uh, deep analysis, like, you remember when I was seeing uh, Makeem Olajuwon in a Raptors jersey? You're like, right when you see it, you're like, what? Like, what is this? Like, this doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I feel like right when I saw James Harden in the Sixers jersey, like, at that tip-off before they played, like, just something about this feels right. Like, I felt better about it, and I never felt bad about it. Like, I thought he was going to be great there, and I knew he'd get into better shape and be more motivated and all of that stuff. But once you've seen him in that – Philadelphia 76ers jersey it just made sense and it just looked right I know that's not deep basketball analysis but that's just the way I felt in the moment and just the team's ability to get easy baskets now I know MB talked about that a little bit but that's so important just to for the longevity of MB like maybe this will help him get through you know a full playoff series and hopefully a final series just this is going to be less pressure on Embiid's body while probably being able to put up the same stats. Um, Tyrese Maxey has looked even better, and he's been playing great all year with James Harden, which is not surprising, but you wouldn't think he's one of the guys that really benefit from playing with James Harden, right? Um, and uh, Tobias Harris has to, you know, he has to figure it out, but him as a third option is is really encouraging, and on some nights he might even be the fourth option with the emergence of Tyrese Maxey. And from some of the stuff he's been saying in the media, it seems like he's really embracing that role. So he's your three and D guy that you need. Like people always talk about like, should we trade Tobias Harris? Should they trade Tobias Harris? But if you trade Tobias Harris, you're just going to need a similar type player anyway, right? Maybe you'll get him on a better contract. So I think he fits great there. Um, Their team looks really good right now. And the pace that they're playing with is just phenomenal. They're getting up and down. James Harden, James Harden is playing really hard on defense, and he's having some great defensive possessions, which is also really encouraging. I loved everything I've seen from it so far. 
Now, the thing is, in the playoffs, how is James Harden and Joel Embiid going to handle adversity? I think that's the biggest question because they haven't handled any real adversity yet. Against the Knicks, I mean, they didn't even play that great in the first half, and the Knicks played really good for them. I still had that feeling that there was no way that the Sixers were going to lose that game. Like, if they play well in that game, I think they win by 40 or 50. Like, that's the margin of error for them, so... Yeah, they've been great so far. I just want to see how they handle adversity in the playoffs because they will deal with some because the Eastern Conference is really loaded this year. Yeah, and I think when obviously when the playoffs come, it's more it's a more physical game, and I believe Embiid's the most physical player in the NBA right now. Him and like Giannis to me are just physically imposing, and I don't know if Harden's ever had that. Like Russell Westbrook, it's different as a big and a guard unless you're like especially. In the playoffs, usually the wings, the bigs, it's easier for them if this makes sense. Like, it's hard to be a small guard and lead a team to victory. Like, very few times in history have we seen it. As far as just thriving all the way into the finals and winning a championship. Like, you think of Curry, you think of Isaiah Thomas. But it's a really hard thing to do, even when you have the MVPs of the league. AI almost did it, but he did not. Yeah. The Lakers, but that was was a crazy run, right? Right. It's hard to do. So he had Chris Paul and he had Westbrook, but he's never had a guy like Embiid. So this guy can physically take... Um, when the, the the refs are like swallowing the whistle and it's hard to get a possession, you made a really good point. They just have like guys to get a bucket, like make it easier. And I feel like he's never had it to this extreme. And I don't know if Embiid's ever had it to this level either with Harden on the perimeter. So I feel like this team has all the ingredients to win a championship from the coach to the star power to the roster to Tobias Harris, who's going to play a huge part in this. Maxi, you have the young talent, the chemistry, the enthusiasm. Now, the only thing, like you said, I want to see what it's like when they're tested, especially because this is so early and the playoffs are right around the corner, so they don't have that much time together, Um, but obviously they're clicking right away, so some things you don't overthink it, it just works, but to me, it goes Milwaukee, Philly, Brooklyn, and then the rest of the East. Would you agree with that? Milwaukee's been looking shaky at times. Um, They don't look like the same team as last year. I know a lot of people would point to, you know, Brooke Lopez and his injury but they definitely don't look the same as last year Connington has an injury as well but Giannis is you know he's probably even improved since last year so that's encouraging I don't know man I think the Sixers have a higher ceiling than Milwaukee does but we will see you know not judge the Milwaukee Bucks off regular season play we have to judge, we have to wait and see with them right. like we can do that with like the Bulls and the Cavs because they're younger teams but you know, when it comes to the defending champion, I guess we got to just wait and see in the playoffs. But I, from what I've seen in these first three games, and I know it's a very small sample size. Man, it's tough. It's going to be tough for the Milwaukee Bucks to reach that peak or ceiling that the 76ers could reach. I take both of them over Brooklyn, though. Would you? Well, agree we got to see. And also, like, you know, it's a lot of um, a lot of uh. There's a lot of like recency bias here because we haven't seen Brooklyn play with their full squad. And, you know, just like people gave up on Markel Fultz, people have given up for some reason on Ben Simmons, I think. Maybe not everybody, but he could look totally different. And obviously, he's looked great a lot of his career with this team. You know, it, he could, it could really unlock something there. There's going to be a lot more spacing than he's ever had. And we will see, man. I mean, that's a crazy lineup they could put out there. Well, Joe Harris uh, is not going to come back, so that's 
that's something. But, you know, they still have Seth Curry. And we got to wait and see. I want to see them play a few games when they're all there. But, you know, this season's winding down. So it's going to be interesting to see how many games they actually get to play together with Kai, Durant, and Ben Simmons, you know. Yeah, and see, now I said buy Ben Simmons stock, but one thing that I do understand the criticism with is his love for the game. Like, you know, Mark, I'm never questioning if Markel Fultz loves basketball, but I just there's so many like, oh, Ben Simmons doesn't like to practice, he doesn't work on his jump shot, or there's reports of him not loving basketball. I don't believe everything I hear. Obviously, that's why I still said buy Ben Simmons stock. I still believe it works, but that thing, that does worry me. Usually when there's smoke, there's fire. Like, those are just odd reports to just report, if that makes sense, but... If I had to tell you right now, Combo, with certainty, I believe it's either going to be Philly or Milwaukee in the NBA Finals. I think Giannis is the best player in the world. You and I have talked about that. They've proven, obviously, they have championship DNA. Middleton, Holiday, they can get a bucket. They're good defensively, great chemistry, can shoot the three, and you have the superstar. I believe Philly has the ingredients to go to the NBA Finals. So I believe it's either going to be Milwaukee or it's going to be Philly in the NBA Finals. And now, obviously, the West... It's Phoenix or Golden State, in my opinion, at this point, even though I made the bet with the Lakers. The Lakers look like a – I tweeted this this morning. They look like a fighter who doesn't want to fight the next round. Like, there's different types of losses. They look like they're broken. Like, they don't want to fight anymore. There's You can have the Rocky loss where you just keep moving forward and you're not going to break their spirit and they're going to fight and they're going to play hard. And then you have the type where they want to throw in the towel. They just can't do it. And that's what the Lakers feel like. So I've kind of lost hope when it comes to that. But I would love to see like a Warriors Philly finals. That would be great, in my opinion, for the NBA. Lakers will win the NBA championship this year. I would love to see that. I would love to. I'm I, just, I'm just kidding. But you take that soundbite if it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's gonna be tough, man. That's gonna be tough. But hey, you got LeBron. Yeah. You never count. You can never count out a LeBron team. But man, they've been looking bad lately. That's just. They Man, it's, it's tough. They give it's up. Tough. They've given up. Like they're like I said, there's just a difference between losses and just the body language. They just they don't care. And Vogel's they're... lineup's been weird lately. Like yeah, I don't he's know what gone. he's doing at times. I think this it's whole like... thing gets blown up in the offseason. I think Vogel's probably out of there. They get rid of Westbrook. I think they trade Anthony Davis. I wouldn't be surprised. Like we just see a completely different team next year. Yeah, that's interesting. It's crazy how in the modern NBA, like just like trade top guys like so easily you know or they can be in rumors for trade so easily. like that didn't happen back in the 90s you know like if this was if this was the lakers team in the 90s nobody would even be talking about anthony davis or even i hear lebron james yeah you know being traded like that's funny that's like saying like oh well i mean the, the bulls never lost but let's say they lost one like oh we're gonna trade uh scotty pippen or we're gonna trade michael jordan like there were rumors you know of that that would never happen not saying that's the equivalent of right, 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 Anthony right. Davis and LeBron but we just didn't hear stuff like that I think it's partly because of you know the microwave era have you, have you talked how have you talked about that before and just how there's like 24 hour uh, sports media you know yeah absolutely and if people forget they even won a championship together at this point that doesn't matter it's like no they're not successful and it's like okay so I'm a probably well, yeah. a prisoner of I mean the it moment. does say that that Anthony Davis them acquiring Anthony Davis, no matter what happens going forward, was a success. I mean, they won an NBA championship, right? 
Yeah, 100%. I would agree with that. Uh, you won a championship. You did what LeBron promised to bring a championship to L.A. He did that. So from this point on, you're 19 and on. His legacy is set. Obviously, he wants to win. He wants to win as many championships and pass Kareem in scoring as possible just to add to that legacy. But his legacy is solidified. What I think there's more to lose, to, my, in my opinion, is Anthony Davis. He's never going to yeah. get this opportunity again when it comes to playing with a LeBron in L.A. And I feel like he's losing this opportunity that is once in a lifetime. Yeah, I feel like it's all icing on the cake for LeBron, but nobody really treats it like that, you know? Yeah, of course, because every, <laughs> like, every game matters it's like, like the end of the because world. Because then we would have nothing to talk about, right, if, mm-hmm. if everybody uh, treated it as if this was all icing on the cake for him. But it really is in reality. Right, absolutely. Combo, what's your moment of the week? The week is Markel Fultz returning to the Orlando Magic and Jamal Mosley doing a great job of making sure he gets his just due with the fans wow. of the Orlando Magic. Wow. Usually we, t- we never tell each other our moments of the week before, but that was actually my moment of the week. But I knew I had a weird feeling you were going to pick that combo. So my back pocket was John Morant scoring 52 points, being explosive, having pogo sticks for legs, and just jumping through the roof. That guy's unreal. He's one of the most exciting players in the NBA today, if not the most exciting player in the NBA today. And what he's doing with the Memphis Grizzlies is unbelievable. MVP candidate, Ja Morant. But that was a great moment of the week. Markel Fultz coming back, so exciting. Especially adding to this young roster, another young piece. So I'm excited to see what's in store. Combo, if you don't have anything else left, you know what to do. You can find Max on Instagram at Max underscore Van underscore Aukin. That's M-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore A-U-K-N. You know, you can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Don't forget to subscribe to the MVP podcast and Combo's Court podcast. And, of course, subscribe to this very podcast. Believe in Orlando Magic podcast by the Believe Network. It's the Believe Network now. So, rate, review, subscribe, and appreciate everybody who tunes in to this podcast across the globe. And, of course, follow us on Twitter. Underscore Van underscore Alkin and Combos Court, same name as the Combos Court podcast, C-O-M-B-O-S-C-O-U-R-T. Hope everybody has a great weekend out there, and talk soon. Talk soon, Max. Talk soon. That was the best one yet, so we're just going to leave on that note. Talk soon. Later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.